Hello and welcome to the EcoSend podcast, a weekly podcast on becoming a climate conscious business. Every week, we'll be interviewing founders, marketers, and leaders who are championing the climate. The podcast is hosted by myself, James Gill, co-founder and CEO of GoSquared and the makers of EcoSend. If you run a business or are responsible for growing one, and you want to have a positive impact on the environment, then listen on. Every episode, our goal is for you to learn something and be inspired to take some action. Every single one of us making small changes and some large changes will add up. We're all in this together. So let's get on with the show. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's meet today's guest. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the EcoSend podcast. This is the podcast from us at Go Squared, hosted by me, James. And it's all about us going on a journey to being a more climate conscious business. Each week, I'm speaking to other people who are leaders in some way on this, on being more climate conscious, whether that's business leaders, people who know a lot about the climate, or people just trying to make the world a little bit better on the climate front in whatever way they're doing. And uh, this week, I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Sanjay Lebeau from On Hand. And really excited to have you on the show. Hi, Sanjay. How are you doing? I'm really good. How about you? I'm doing great. Thanks. I was going to say a little bit about you, Sanjay, because I believe you have quite an incredible journey. From what I can tell, you, you trained as a solicitor initially, and then you were on the exec team at lastminute.com, and then Vistaprint and doing some amazing stuff there. But now, now you're running on hand. I was introduced to it as being the Uber for doing good. Uh, but if, if I was going to give you, I think the official summary would be the award-winning platform to encourage companies to have social impact, which sounds pretty cool. And also you're a first for the podcast. You are the first person that I've spoken to, not just on the podcast, but ever that's got an MBE uh, for your <laughs> services to older people. So I'm in awe already and I feel humbled to have you on the show. So I don't know if you wanted to, to start off by just Filling in any details that I might have missed there, but we'd love oh. to know more about you yourself. If yeah, that's okay. I do a yeah. quick background on me. So you're right. I started off yeah. as, a, as a lawyer like 20 odd years ago when I started work. Um, and I was lucky that I wasn't intentional. I, I just stumbled across or was hired by a, a company that kind of discovered the internet when it was kind of new and it was a new thing, right? So this is when Amazon didn't exist. Google didn't exist, but then they started. And, and I joined wow. a law firm that kind of like clicked onto this the internet's going to be massive and we want to be the, the forefront leaders of it. And wow. so got involved, I guess, in the e-commerce and technology world, very early stages as a lawyer, helps a lot of companies do funding grounds and that sort of stuff. And then went in-house at a certain point, joined a company called Travelocity, uh, online travel agent, oh, massive yeah. in the States. And they wanted to come to Europe and couldn't break in. They tried to break in themselves, couldn't do it, and ended up buying lastminute.com, which back in the 90s and the noughties was like, I guess, back then it was like Airbnb. And I was lucky. I got the opportunity to run the legal team over at lastminute.com. I was still in my 20s, very early, uh, wow. I guess young to, really, really young to have that opportunity, <laughs> which was ace. But after a bit, I guess I, it was felt like a dumb tech law. It's like, well, where'd you go from you know, <laughs> some, something like that? That cool, the brands running their legal team. And I jumped ship and I was on the exec board, which is, which is great as well. It's just insight to an incredible talent. And that talent's gone on to do so many ama- amazing things, you know, yeah. like Brent Home, the new run founders factory and, Absolutely. Uh, it, was, it was just cool to see them in action. Uh, and from there, I joined a smaller company. It was Vistaprint. They were growing their online print company. They were growing really fast. And the speed they were growing at 
meant that anyone coming in who'd done some management had you know some common sense about them got asked to do many more things straight away so i joined them as a lawyer but then i think within three months i was asked to figure out how to do a call center how do we how can we have a call center as you do <laughs> right right but build a call center for vista but it was like that means go and find the land design a building build the building and then spin oh, in with like two to three hundred pe- people wow um, so it was completely crazy it's like well, i'm the lawyer what do you what do you mean <laughs> Um, and then, you know, very quickly, I, I wasn't doing law anymore. That was embarrassing things, but ran marketing wow. for a while as well, which felt like a massive leap, but it was... Uh, a journey. That's, yeah. You just whizzed through about five different careers there. <laughs> yeah, right. It was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, I left them to join a much smaller startup. Uh, 2017 just didn't work out. I massively clashed with the founders. Like, it's not unusual, but I left after six mm. months. And then wasn't planning on doing too much else. I thought I could consult and enjoy my life and enjoy my kids and all that. <laughs> but then on hand came around. The idea, yeah. the idea at the time was how do you connect local people who want to do good with an older person who needs some help you know really basic help like sure. changing a light bulb or taking their bins out or getting a meal in or just you know basic companionship. Yeah. Stuff that actually is really hard to match today because there's so much demand and not enough volunteers. Yeah. And the idea wasn't mine. It came out of an incubator with a bunch of charities who kind of thought, well, we've got it wrong on how we're recruiting volunteers. We make them go through so much training and then they have to commit to the same time every week for six months and then they volunteer. Mm. Uh, and no one's life works like that. Everyone's <laughs> life is on demand, based on your location and instant. Well, uh, what if we could create an on-demand platform like Deliveroo, but it's not a takeaway you're browsing for. It's doing good in your local community. And yeah. that got me. It's like, couldn't, couldn't stop thinking about it. So, to, so joined up and started, started running that and making that real. That is, that's amazing. What a journey. That is incredible. I only came across on hand. Well, we came across on hand relatively recently, but it was from a very similar kind of sense of collective desire in the team to do more good things like we try to right. be good people generally but we were finding you can have a lot of desire and hunger to do good things but at the end of the day it does come down to trying to organize yourself to get to places or or where do you even start and when we came across on hand it took out so much of that laborious nonsense that gets in the way of the good deed you want to do and that, yeah, it, I must confess, it's not a sponsored by on-hand podcast this, but <laughs> it might as well be because I'm just such a, a big fan. So I, I guess, how long's on-hand be going then? Uh, we start 2019, so we're almost, right. yeah, February 2019. So yeah, next year we, we get into our fifth year, which is really cool. It's been been hard work, but uh, to, to get into our fifth year, we're delighted. That's incredible. So I guess it, with on-hand itself, it started with trying to connect older people with some help but it's broadened out from there now right like yeah there's all sorts you can do I mean there's the last time I checked on the app there's endless numbers of missions both local remote like yeah and that's kind of partly led us onto the climate side of things too what are the other things that people were helping out with on there we we massively spread so you're right we started in older adult help help our older neighbor um but as soon as we started working with businesses, and that, that arose during COVID, we used to be a B2C offering. Anyone could sign up and do good, which you still can, but it's a subscription model now. Mm. But businesses started approaching us to say, hey, uh, we've sent all of our people home uh, for lockdown. Mm. They're all remote or they're, they're hybrid. Can you help us engage our employees? And that felt like a light bulb moment for us because we've been struggling with our business model. It was, well, how do we, how do we actually make enough money to survive? Yeah. We're charging someone like myself to get help for my dad or charging my dad directly. 
And overnight with COVID, it was, okay, we're charging the wrong person, like literally the older person. Let's not do that. Let's charge the businesses that yeah. want to engage, engage their employees. And that was a light bulb moment. But as soon as we started working with businesses, we realized, well, employees care about older adults, sure. But they also care about so many other issues that are going on. Youth mentoring, climate uh, crisis, clearly, homelessness, food poverty, you know, all of the big things that are going on. So we have expanded massively into, I guess, we, the, the biggest issues that face society and the climate. So you can get youth mentoring, you can do eco cleans, you can do food drops to food banks, you can donate tech, clothing, various other things. There's work for schools. There's lots lots of ways to do societal good. And during 2021, we started thinking about, well, why are people, why are companies coming to us and wanting to do good? Um, and essentially, it was all about impact. And as we had those kind of conversations with businesses, we realized, well, we already can't get that far in this conversation without climate coming up, right? Very squarely, if your company's trying to have impacts, yes, it wants to have local community goods. It probably wants to do lots of social good as much as it can but it absolutely has to be doing something on climate. Mm. And so uh, we thought we should expand into eco, eco good as well. And, you know, I guess there's the rise of ESG in the background, right? Environmental social governance. So if we could address the E and the S in ESG mm. and help employee, helping companies get their employees engaged in those, could that be a neat solution? Uh, and the first thing we did is we started planting trees and we made that as a reward for doing good. So first time you did a mission on the app, hey, we're planting a tree for you. And every 10 missions you did after that, we plant another tree. And very quickly, a company forest could, could grow. Uh, and I think the way we do it now is we'll plant a tree for every employee every month, in addition to rewarding employees right. for, uh, yeah, for the good yeah. they do. So that was the first step. And then very quickly from there, we started thinking about, well, what if we can encourage employees using the app to actually change their lifestyle and change their behavior slightly to be more eco-conscious and more sustainability focused and i think there's lots of services that do that just try and encourage that behavioral change but what if we could actually show an employee what their co2e reduction was by taking that action and so most of the eco pledges we have on the app so we've got a whole bunch of things you can do on the app from you know very simple i'm going to use a reusable cup to something that's more difficult if you're going to go on holiday don't take the plane, take take a train. Yeah. And you see the massive amount of CO2E reduction or change the way you eat. I'm not saying mm. you have to go straight away to being a vegan. We have that mission on the app. But if we can encourage the meat eater just to swap out two meals a week, two meaty meals to a veggie meal and show them the CO2E reduction, we thought that would be pretty neat too. So that, that's what we do now. And what we've seen is we get really good engagement, really good repeat rate, like 90% of people, which is great. Wow. What we're now seeing is there's a lovely crossover between if someone starts on social goods, almost 70% of them will cross over to do eco good and vice versa. So we think mm. the way of, I guess, influencing behavior, which then lends itself really nicely to getting people onto that climate journey. We haven't started yet, but we also think about, well, what's step one? What's step one on that climate journey? And is it, you know, the really basic? What's the coffee cup you use? Think about that. And how do we get you to step five, which would be something like swapping out meaty meals for veggie ones but what's yeah. step 10 what's step 10 and is, is that towards writing to your mps and how you've already changed yeah. your pension and perhaps even further given the scenarios we're in yeah wow it's actually fascinating hearing about it from my background of working in software a lot you know you talk about these user journeys but when you're talking about a user journey for someone in the on hand app it's about changing behaviors that then all add up to being societal yeah. change which is pretty pretty it's an incredibly powerful thought isn't it that sort of small changes you your team are making can have 
incredible consequences. It absolutely what? gets it out of bed. And we, we yeah. only started the climate pledges. We started them last year, this time last year, and we've done about 100 tonnes, well, over 100 tonnes of CO2 reduction in that time, which wow. is cool. And, that, you know, we feel like we've, we've only just started that part. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually in many ways, we've followed that similar kind of journey, I think, because we, I forget what we initially were trying to do, but we wanted to do something on being a better company and on hand was there to fulfill that and i know a lot of the team like i started with i book in a call i have every week a call with an elderly person who wanted was feeling you know the, the people list themselves as wanting to have some company and yep. i'm often the only person she might speak to on that given day and, and that was certainly where i got started and then for us as we progressed like well not only have we started changing our whole business and product and everything but we, we as a team we've started doing lots of social get-togethers that might previously have been like let's go have lunch together but now it's let's go have lunch but also do something in the local area and doing a litter pick or doing all sorts of things like tidying up the local park or things like that which I can totally see that crossover of, of you do one good thing and then before you know it you're making all these changes in other parts of your life you never would have thought about it feels good as well right (laughs) part of our ethos right from starting was um we had this little slogan it was do good feel good and and there's there's something about that we 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 don't particularly push it as a selling Mm. point there's a well-being aspect to it that's probably we don't speak about it enough i couldn't agree more actually on that but you know it's hard enough getting people to sort of respond to an email let alone go and change their (laughs) behavior right how do you how have you what are the various things that have worked and Maybe not yeah. worked on that front. <laughs> yeah, right. So most companies that come to us, most of them already have something in place, like a mm. volunteering policy. It's just not working. It's it's the policy in place. Maybe it's one or two days off that their staff can take, but they're getting an uptake that's like five to ten percent, and that, and that uptake is 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 that low because it's well, first of all, it's hard to find the opportunities, and if you do find the opportunity. Uh, and have arranged it and all that kind of stuff. Typically, you know, that that group-based thing, it's like half a day or full day out of the office, really hard to do. And so I guess we approach it differently. We're, the things you can do on the app at the most basic level could be like no time at all, like literally no time. An example of that would be we have food donations on the app as an action to take. And, you know, most supermarkets these days have a donation point in the store. So if you're doing yeah. your own shopping, well, why not do a food donation at the same time? literally zero time and then so we start off with well how do we take it's called micro volunteering how do you take the 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 lowest time suck as possible to get someone started and then we also have a whole bike a bunch of talks on the app as well you know 10 minute Mm. chat with i don't know the founder of beam talking about homelessness and why he's got involved in homelessness and the amazing model he has it's a 10 minute chat which when you listen to it, you'll really like you to want to make an action <laughs> chat with the founder of Olio talking about food waste. You know, you listen to that chat, you want to go and take some service food to a food bank, which, by the way, is another mission on the app. So very yeah. subtly get you involved very quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that's worked very well for us is we've learned so much about how to launch into companies. And we would have done this with you, James, at, at GoSquare. We realized, well, we really need to talk to teams about what it is and get them involved yeah. and start doing that. And that was okay. And then we realized, well, what if we go in and we get people to download during that session? Yeah. And if we use QR codes, so they're just scanning things on their screens. And then if we not just get them to download, but accept that first mission, and it could be exactly sure. those, those ones I talked about. Hey, don't worry about jumping in. Just listen to this talk, which we know will lead to a mission afterwards. Yeah. You know, if we get people to download and accept the mission on the first launch and ideally have that in an all-hands kind of team event, yeah. you get, get great traction straight away. 
then we know most people come back and repeat. So the engagement piece from there should work really well. Actually, incredible. That's all, that, all that secrets out. No, it's so, because I remember reading, you know, from more of the tech and startup side, I remember reading about companies like Stripe in the payment space, yeah. trying to get companies to adopt an API and change the way they accept payments and doing things that don't scale. Or supposedly, yeah. you're not worrying too much about the scalability. It's just to the point where you're going around to people saying install this thing i'll help you get it over the line and i think that's something i love about what i experienced with the on hand process we're just gonna get you over the line to start and once you start you'll see what it's like and i think from what i realized like we've done these missions i think is you're touching on it before like doing good and feeling good i almost feel a bit guilty about receiving any praise ever for doing any of the stuff on on hand because i feel so fulfilled when I have just, you know, when we've done a litter pick and each of the teams got a bag full of litter that would have otherwise been sort of floating around, probably ending up in a river somewhere. Yeah. And it just makes you feel, sure you're holding a bag full of rubbish, but you feel great about it. (laughs) And I think one of those things where no one's, as far as I can tell, no one's losing. It's rare in life where you have things where it's just win, 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 win for you know, on hands winning because they're achieving their mission. You as an individual are winning. The company that signed up is winning. The world, the planet is doing better as well. And it's just quite a beautiful thing, I think, on some level. Yeah, yeah. And, you um, know, it wasn't the original design, but it's worked out really nicely. And various factors came into it, like COVID driving businesses towards us. And that model then became really clear that that, that could be a scalable model that, like you say, is a total win all rounds. It's actually interesting, isn't it? It's it's come up on so many conversations over the last year or so. COVID, as challenging as it was, forcing some, forcing various things to change at such an unexpected rate. And for you folks, it sounds like it could have been, well, it sounds like it maybe was a difficult time, but one that forced some rethinking of the fundamentals. Absolutely forced massive changes to the business and made that switch from B to C to B to B really clear for us. It was an opportunity that, that I think for the first time we saw that this could be a scalable business and one that's sustaining. Yeah, yeah huge change from COVID. Yeah. I was going to say one of the other things on the employee engagement thing that I love is that there's an element of competitiveness to it. Too. <laughs> After that call, I remember we had the on-hand onboarding call and it feels good about doing something good, but immediately it turned to... I'm going to beat you. I'm going to, I'm going to get more, more trees planted than you. Yes, <laughs> It feels to that very hungry nature in each of us. I think. Yeah, we're quite happy with the gamification because it's still version one of what we do on gamification. So there's, I think there's much more we can do to keep up that competitive vibe. But yeah, it works. It seems to work really nicely. I think it's a, a fascinating thing there where, I mean, for us, one of the things we feel is that there's so many approaches you can take as a tech business as a software business to gamify things to influence behavior and i think in many ways so much of those things have been to make individuals more happy successful feel better companies more successful but something about the combination of the climate crisis that we need to tackle yeah there's so many extremely expensive ways that can be tackling that but a lot of it comes down to individuals changing behavior, individuals raising awareness. And I just think that's such an interesting Venn diagram, whether it's competition, gamification, 
doing things that don't scale and triggering that behavior change. I'm curious as to how you maybe see that progressing in the future, maybe not just on hand, but wider businesses. Are there any other businesses you see where it kind of caught your attention at all? Yeah, absolutely. We look at a couple of other businesses a lot and admire a lot. Odeo is one of our heroes from, from day one. How do you have a tech for good company that's so vastly engaging? I've lost count of what their user numbers are, but it's a number of million users now across the planet. Earlier is the food waste app, right? That's it. Well, and actually what's interesting about them is it's very much started as the food sharing app. And I think it's spread into more general sharing. So there's much more you can do on the app now. And I wonder, uh, if, be, I wonder if that'll be part of their journey. It's, it's more of the sharing economy certainly got that massive focus on food but we absolutely admire them saw them as a leading light for tech food when we started and another one that emerged for us and we found really interesting was, was ecology and ecology plants mm. a lot of trees and they're planting millions a month which is incredible and you offset with them too and i'm, I'm not convinced by offsets their model is it's so engaging and it's got so many users at this point and their growth rate is just astronomical and that, that can only be a good thing yeah, um, yeah. And so as I think of those as two leading lights that we look at for, I guess, engagement, engagement of people in communities, separating that from, you know, cop, cops happening, you've got politicians yeah. and all that world leader stuff that's not quite taking the action we need. So yeah. How, how do you get the actions? And it's 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 via the oleos and the 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 ecologies and hopefully on hand uh, playing a part in there too. Yeah. Um, and then I think for us, it's going back to that, that user journey we, we, we touched on before. So if, if we can get people interested enough in the topic that they take the actions and those actions are building up, that that's that feels like step one, great. And then if we can get them interested enough to understand enough about what's going on in climate change, I think most folks think it's complex and there is so much stuff out there. It's really hard to know where to start on educating yourself and there's probably a ton of fake news that comes out of the big oil companies and all of that kind of stuff that's massive yeah. distracting and actually causes most folks to think it's complex. But really, it's not that complex. It's not that complex. It's that the planet's heat heats to a certain degree it actually becomes unstoppable. And at that point, when it becomes unstoppable, I think someone else described it as we're toast. And that's it's literally true. It's as, as I'm going to go on a rant here, but as you get yeah. in <laughs> the extremes of temperature change, you'll have uninhabitable parts of the planet, which means you'll have mass migration on a scale never seen before you'll have a massive rise in xenophobia and racism because people will want to come to your country in massive massive volumes that will lead to wars at a certain point and then you layer on you've got food shortages because of drought and all that kind of stuff and at a certain point that becomes unstoppable it's the heating of the planet you cannot control it after a certain point and once you understand those points, then you kind of go, okay, <laughs> unless we do something yeah, about it. And yeah. that, that piece of education, that's the journey I'd love to get our users to, because it feels like, okay, we've got people able to engage on the app and they like engaging on that. It's great. And they know they like taking the actions that are available and societal good. It makes them feel great. That's great. Can we now take a step further to help on that education process? Sure. And sure. a step beyond that would be, well, what are the you know, not, not even radical, but slightly radical ideas beyond that, which would be, well, how proactive do you go with your politicians? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and so forth. And hey, if we get to a scenario where we think even further action is needed, you know, I, I, I do think it's a community movement that can really change what happens in the world. Absolutely. It's incredibly inspiring, motivating to hear you talk that through, Sanjay, because if you could get people onto that journey, my understanding is that, you know, there's so much we can do as individuals, but at some level, you need to influence the 
powers that be in the world. You need to influence the major corporations. You need to influence governments. And that doesn't happen with just one person standing outside and hoping for the best. Well, I'm an optimist too. So I don't think the UK is doing enough. And, and you know, clearly we've got mm. COP going on and politicians and PMs not, not attending or changing their mind about attending. And all that. <laughs> it, gives you a, it gives you a slight in, in, inkling yeah. into what they're thinking. But other countries <laughs> are doing stuff. You know, France dropping out of a, a climate treaty that funds big oil uh, recently. That's mm. big. Mm. Stuff that's going on in, in the US is big. So I'm mm. an optimist. There's There's... Uh, changes the foot and I think we can influence it more yeah and there's not much point being anything other than an optimist I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah See, that's, it's actually fascinating I feel like we've almost whizzed through this episode already it's it's fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no 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 it's absolutely absolutely incredible I I, I feel like anyone listening is going to want to hear more of you any parting thoughts in terms of uh, any advice uh, beyond all of the advice you've already shared for anyone? I think sometimes it can be hard to know where to start on this stuff. I've got one good idea of where you might recommend people go start their journey, but <laughs> any suggestions there? Yeah, I mean, you're pointing it on hand, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on hand is a, is a good place to start. And I, and I would yeah. say that for anyone that's listening that can influence a business, our rates for getting a business involved are, are pretty low. But beyond that, there's on the education journey, the place I started was something like, and this is going to sound, to some folks it will sound extreme, but I, the reading I did was Extinction Rebellion. And mm. hey, they've been around for a while. I think media portrays them in a certain light, mm. which you know most people will think is out there a bit. But if you read their science, it's wow. It's backed by the most prestigious universities. It's backed by the IPC. It's backed by folks from NASA. The credentials they have for the science they write is incredible. And I say science, which mm. may again put people off because people think science and stuff is complex. But they actually have a, on their site, they have a, a very large white paper about climate change. And that is, I can't remember how many pages long, but it, it's very in-depth. But they have a summary document. It's a Word document you can download. It's just a few pages. And it really simplifies what's going on in the world and climate change and why it becomes unstoppable and what you can do to uh, uh, to change that. And if I was going to recommend one action that um, listeners could take, is hey, hey, go and have a look at that summary. Uh, Extinction Rebellion site, have a look at the summary on climate change on their site, on the science. And once you see the science, hey, you know, it's really easy to start that kind of conversation with your friends, with your family, and yeah. certainly you know stop folk, folks who doubt that it's happening and, and, and all that kind of stuff so yeah that would be my that'd be my top tip absolutely well thank you very much Sanjay. i don't know what i'm going to do after this episode <laughs> is uh, finished recording thank you so much for sharing that great uh, and we'll link that by the way in the show notes for the there for anyone listening is there anywhere anyone can go to if they want to learn more about you Sanjay? i, I know we've got the be on hand website beyondhand.co.uk I think is the the site isn't yeah, it on, on hand the site's uh, beyondhands.co.uk yeah we'll link into us so you can follow us on LinkedIn we share a lot about what companies are getting up to on LinkedIn yeah we also have lots of things that we try and promote on LinkedIn about the kind of campaigns that you can do for social good or climate stuff um, and and feel free to connect into me too on LinkedIn really happy to connect with folks there and hey, what, one last thing, if, if, if anyone's listening and uh, they'd like to hear more or, or think, you know, their teams might be hear, interested in hearing more, really happy to do these kind of talks in group settings. We talk a lot about societal change. We talk a lot about CRS and ESG, topics like climate change, really happy to do those kind of talks for groups. Don't have to be a customer or anything like that. We love, love telling people about what we do and how to influence change. Amazing. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Sanjay. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show i think anyone listening is going to be inspired 
and motivated to go make a little change, no matter how small it in their own lives to make things a little bit better. So thank you very much. Cheers. Pleasure. Thanks very much. for having- Thank you, Sanjay. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We bring these out every week. That's the goal. If you've listened and you've enjoyed the show, please do give us a rating on whatever app, app store, podcast store you're listening through. It really helps us spread the word. As Sanjay mentioned, every single person making a small change, it, it all adds up. Mm-hmm.